Warning. The following contains biblical content, raw gospel, sudden and spontaneous worship, and something not preached everywhere. The Word of God. This is church formatted for the internet. Coming up next, now here they are, saints on a mission from God. How long have people been saying good morning throughout history? I was under the impression it was a derivative, has been changed from have a God morning, G-O-D morning, put another O in there and make it good. I believe it was a blessing when you meet someone like Godspeed or may God be with you. Old English, they call it uh, Guten Morgen from the Germanic languages. So people have been saying it in English for well over a thousand years. Um, good question, but don't know for sure. At least since around 600 CE. What the heck is CE? Oh, that's right. They're replacing uh, the gospel right there. Since around 600 AD in the Arabian Peninsula, it was used. The Danish, yay Danish, they say God Morgan. Good Morgan. G-O-D. M-O-R-G-E-N. So they've retained the uh, original blessing. Now here's a modern replacement, uh, or modern, I guess it can't say it's been modern. They've been trying to erase Christ and what he's been, and what he has done for centuries. Have a good day. Have a God day. In India, they uh, put their hands together and say namaste, which means I bow to you. I don't bow to anyone except uh, my Lord, so I'll stick with Have a God Day. Well, we have uh, um, audio music submissions coming in. This is uh, the third one, and uh, today at the end of our talk, we're going to uh, play a song by a gospel singer from Nigeria, Funmi. F-U-N-M-E is her first name, and Funmi Oyedi will be singing 1,000 Tongues, her latest gospel album release. And Funmi sent this directly from Nigeria, where she lives. And bless you and all the other musicians that have been sending us um, gospel songs from around the world, gospel or as far as uh, Christian songs. Thank you, Funmi. So what was Jesus's, Jesus's intent when it came to communion? I looked it up on... Uh, Google here, and uh, I'm totally confused. Looking at, through it as the eyes of a non-religiously trained person might look at it. I see communion is uh, the first thing it says under noun is sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. I wonder what other levels you could exchange it on. Common participation in a mental or emotional experience. I guess that's what uh, they want you to do when you go to church, is participate in a mental or emotional experience. I wonder what Jesus would say about that. Um, in the service of Christian worship at which bread and wine are consecrated and shared. My logical mind always says, who consecrated it? And... It also says communion is the relationship of recognition and acceptance between Christian churches or denominations or between 
individual Christians or Christian communities and a church, signified by willingness to give or receive the Eucharist. Now, there may be some out there that do not know what a Eucharist is. I looked in the uh, phone book a while back when we still had phone books, and I was looking through as as uh, as how a non-believer would be looking through one when trying to uh, pick a church. There was well over 200 churches in there, and each church, a lot of them had uh, initials after their names, meaning they were uh, they didn't believe in what the other ones in their denomination believed, so it must have been a church split, and the uh, letters behind their name meant something that uh, they believed in. This is pretty complicated. It says here that the Eastern churches are not in communion with Rome. Oh, wonder what Jesus has to say about that. A group of Christian communities or churches which recognize one another ministries or that of a central authority. Plural noun communions, the theology which has prevailed in the Roman communion. Looks like they all believe in it is comprised of bread and wine, but not necessarily what kind of bread and wine. Make one's communion. Receive bread and wine that has been consecrated at a Eucharist. There's that word again. As a sacramental, spiritual, or symbolic act of receiving the presence of Christ. I didn't know we lost Christ. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not against organized religion. I'm not against different denominations and this and that. But uh, what I, my main concern is, as a evangelist, is how you all, all you all, are presenting yourselves to the un- non-believer. I mean, all I see looking into it uh, is a bunch of questions. What does it mean to take communion? What do you say? When taking communion, can what is the sacrament of communion? Who can take communion? I mean, myself, I know the sacrament of communion is uh, part of the church organization. That uh, the theology is that a ordained or priest or pastor that has gone through a seminary and is authorized to do that or give it. What does Jesus have to say about that? Let's look at uh, Webster's definition. Webster was a Christian. At least his uh, older Webster dictionaries were uh, Christian-oriented. If you look at some of the newer dictionaries by Merriam-Webster, some of the definitions have been changed to uh, not contain any Christian leaning whatsoever. Um, Here we go. Definition of communion, an act or instance of sharing. Here it says capitalized. I don't know what that means. A Christian sacrament in which consecrated bread and wine are consumed as memorials of Christ's death or as symbols for the realization of a spiritual union between Christ and communicant or as the body and the blood of Christ. That was A, here's B, the act of receiving communion. And now, 
Norton wants me to renew a subscription that I have never had. You gotta love it. There are distractions in everything. Things are changing these days so fast that uh, everybody, companies, are expressing their opinion and they all seem to be with a political or of a political nature. And uh, anyway, we want to get or above and away from those type of distractions and focus on what the Bible has to say about communion. I asked Pastor Sandy to uh, look into that, and here's what we came up with. Yeah, you seem to be on, on top of the communion morning revelation. Well, it's really, like I have to tell you, Kevin, it's really impacted me. The more and more that I studied and I thought, wow, you know, it's just... Uh, I mean, just to realize that Paul wasn't even there at the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, that he wasn't there. Nope. And it was like, uh, when I was reading uh, about it, it's like, yeah, and, and uh, they were asked, well, how? Well, it's the mystery of God. I have, you know, I had revelation, you know, when he was on the road to Damascus and he was blinded and uh, and then he received his sight. Then he went away. He wasn't with the disciples or the apostles. He wasn't with them. No. He was uh, lots of miles away, and God just revealed, Jesus revealed himself to him personally. Right. And taught him all that. It, it, that's a, that's mind-blowing. It is, yeah. I mean, that is absolutely mind-blowing. And then I, when I realized that, I thought, wow. And Paul had that kind of a relationship with Jesus Christ because of his encounter and he was taught, and he had to actually, uh, when the when when they uh, when they got together, some of the other apostles, he had to rebuke Peter. Yeah. You know, he had to oh, correct yeah. him about the the being circumcised and all of that. You know, it was like you know, and I'm thinking that's pretty. That's Paul led a pretty exciting life, and yet he was shipwrecked how many times, and how many times did he get uh, uh, beat up and abandoned and all right. of that? You know, and it's like, yeah, what you know what. What do I have to say? You know, look at that man as an example of uh, being sold out to Christ. So, um, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we actually have, uh, we could actually do a pretty uh, exemplary communion with uh, the body and the, and the blood. Yeah, I'm kind of introspective about that. I mean, I've, I've given it the event, the practice of communion is of the utmost for reverence and identifying with the death of Christ and identifying with our brothers and sisters at a common table, which was originally uh, for the purpose of, uh, of having dinner together, a communal dinner together. That's what, what, that's right. what it was. Right. And then recognizing what Jesus Christ has done to one of us. And um, it, uh, it really takes me away uh, because I think of, uh, you know, who's worthy. And it's, we're saved by grace. None of us are worthy. And it's like at the Lord's, uh, at the Last Supper, uh, who is sitting at the table with him? Judas, who betrays him. Mm -hmm. Peter, who denied him three times. And the rest of the disciples that fleed after his death right. for fear of their lives. You know, it's like, so uh, were they worthy? No, no, they weren't worthy. None of us are worthy. But yet he gave the bread saying, this is my body. And he gave uh, uh, the wine. This is This is the blood representing my sacrifice for you. And it's like, I uh, I have to quiet myself to just receive that, mm -hmm. think about that. And I want to cry. It's like, I am so unworthy, yet 
you have uh, given your body and your blood sacrificed for me so that I can live up to what you created me to be and to bring you glory. And there's nothing more exciting than that. And it's like I get goosebumps when I think about right. that. My life is not my own. He paid the price for me. And the communion table represents that gathering of, uh, of, of us and our brothers and sisters where we all come to the table with all sorts of different backgrounds, but we come equal in his eyes. Yeah, so that so was that uh, yeah, communion table at that time, was that the dinner table? Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm, you know, come over for communion tonight, you know. That's exactly right. And, 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 was, and do it in remembrance. That's right. And I was, remember, I, right. you know, I was interested when I was reading about how it was done early when, Paul talks about the Corinthian church when he writes about uh, uh, having communion. Uh, they would get together at uh, uh, one of the church members' homes, and they had uh, the dining room, and then they had the, um, what's the other part? They had the, um, uh, outside the dining room, what was it called? I just, I, I just said it about five minutes ago. Um, and so the wealthier people sat around the table and shared the food, the poor people were outside of right. that dining room, and that's why he speaks. You know where, where he speaks. Why are there divisions in my body, my in the brothers and sisters, your brothers and sisters? Why are you excluding them? They're hungry, and here you are eating and drinking and taking care of your own needs instead of like my sacrifices to give to those people that are outside of there. Because that's why I came. I came. To bring you all together, not selfishly, right. but unselfishly, so that you can share in my life, in my death, in my resurrection. And to do that on a regular basis, ooh, I'm on a roll now, I'm thinking about yep. it. To do that on a regular basis is because we need to be confronted with our need for communion with him at the right. table, with each other as brothers and sisters that we are... And if, if we have things against our brothers and sisters, the word says that we are to go to them before, you know, and that's a that's a practice we need to do because we should be at we should be reconciled with our right. brothers and sisters. Not not just once a year at Easter dinner with the relatives. That's exactly you right. You know, it's a whole experience yeah. and not just reduced to a little prayer beforehand and who's going to pray oh, and everybody looks at each other. Oh, you're saying um, it. It's you know, so much deeper. It's. It's so much bigger than that. Right. Because he says, come, my children, come together and uh, remember me. Remember what I've done. And I'm here with you. And I want you to reach your potential. And to reach your potential, you have to come to the table, feed from me, experience my body and my blood, repent and come in oneness with him. And right. then we can reach that potential. That's why I love, uh, should I read this? Sure. I love this. Yep. Ooh, I don't think I, I don't know if I can read this, Kevin. For I received from the Lord that I what I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Even though he was betrayed. Even though he was betrayed. There's Judas sitting at the yep. table with him. That's right. And yet he gave him the bread. He gave That's him the right. bread. He said, This is I I'm blown it's away. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm blown away. And he gave him the bread. And then um, 
This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember that. Remembrance. I mean, it's we are to remember who we That's are. Right. That he did it for us. Do this in remembrance of me. I've seen and, seen altars with that engraved across yes, yeah. the front, you know. That's but, uh, right. That's that's good, because I've seen that too. Remembrance of me. In a, in a sense, me. it is an altar, but no, it's not. It's the table. Exactly. Ooh. It's the table where we meet. And we've missed the boat on that. And we eat, therefore we have life. Exactly. Ooh, preach it. I love it. That's 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 good stuff. That isn't yep. preaching. That's that, just that real. Is, that's, that's real life. That's raw gospel. Yeah, it is. That's right there. It is. Wow. And then in the same way also he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. There it is again. Remembrance of me. That he shed his blood. That he gave his blood. He gave his life so that we could be uh, in communion with God the Father, his Father. To be in communion with him and to be in communion with the Holy Spirit. It says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the, the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You know, that's the good news. That's the that, gospel. That's the gospel. He died and he rose again. Right. And so we can have the resurrection in our life because of what he what he did for us. Yep. So what the Bible is saying, uh, we should be doing this at home. Yes. Not, yeah. It, it, it doesn't have to we, be in a church building. We no, are the church. That's right. Anytime we gather just like today the church is where the people are that's right we can do communion right now i mean we can do that that's right well if if we eat lunch i I think we're commanded to that's right i love it this is good i i hope everyone that's listening is enjoying this because i'm just really enjoying because this is real necessary stuff and necessary things to know so that uh, we can live for him and bring him glory it's mm-hmm. all about bringing him glory and bringing people into the kingdom. That's right. You know, instead of being lost, it's like, no, you're a part of his body. Right. And we need each other. Boy, what a concept that is. We right. need each other. We can't go it alone. Not not wait around or look for a Damascus Road experience exactly where Paul right. was just yeah, that's right. grabbed by God. I don't know if I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I want to be knocked down. And I know people I have prayed for other that's people right. that... You know, but I realized as we were talking earlier, uh, uh, Kevin, that I realized that Paul wasn't at the Last Supper with Jesus. He wasn't there. He was nope. not there. So it's like, you know, so who is at the table? Yep. You know, who is at the table? Yeah. And are we worthy? We're worthy because of him. And at the Last Supper, he uh, and he's even giving bread to Judas who betrayed him, that sold yep. him out for 30 pieces of silver. I know a pastor that every time he would do the serve communion, yeah, he would he would by memory name everyone that was present, and not just their name, but their given name and their other name, and he'd he'd go right down the line. I just that's admi- incredible. I admire that so much. Well, that's that's a gift Those from God. Those are the witnesses. Wow, oh, yeah, right there. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, because we testify. We are witnesses, just like there were eyewitnesses that that saw Jesus resurrected. Right, right. Eyewitnesses. So we are testifiers. We testify about what he's done in our lives. So then he goes on to say, uh, whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. In other words, not reverencing that. Let a person examine himself then, 
as so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. This is in uh, 1 Corinthians 11. I'm reading from 23 to uh, 33. Um, that is why many of you are weak and ill. That's why it's like the communion table is to bring strength to us as he, as we spend time at the communion table and eating together as brothers and sisters. We're strengthened. We're strengthened yep. by his word and we're strengthened by his love. We're strengthened by yep. him. And more than just uh, feeding the flesh, as we call it, or feeding our natural exactly. bodies, your being, your spiritual body, oh, I love it. which yeah. we ignore so much, oh. is, yeah, we is being 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 fed. It's being, yeah. you know, and it's not being fed with the bread, but the bread of life, which is... Exactly, which is unfathomable. I mean, right. it's like, I don't even know, you know, it's like, so one of the ways that a friend of mine would used to say is he said... Uh, Turn off the television, uh, don't read the newspaper, and spend time with him and spend time in his mm -hmm. word because that will renew your strength because whatever is TV on t television is programming. You're being programmed. That's, That's what right. he used to tell me. So I, I think it is literally programming. Exactly. It's literal. So feeding our spirit, wow, I, I'm just elated right now because I feel, I always love it because I feel his presence. It's like when two or more are gathered, you're here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being mm. with us right now. I know I'm rambling, Lord, but I love you. I just love you. I just want to. And I'll, I'll make it through this. Let's see. Uh, that's why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. Think about that. And I know, yep. I've, known, I've known of people who, uh, when they were dying, and I shared the gospel with them or, or shared with them about how much the Lord loved them, and they just wouldn't accept that. And I'm thinking, oh. That, that's just so hard. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. He's the one that needs to judge us, not other brothers and sisters. Right. He needs to judge us. That, that should be our benchmark. So then, my brothers, I love this. When you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home. Or if they come to your home, feed them. What a concept. What an idea. Right. Huh? Feed them so that uh, so that uh, that is satisfied so that they can they can receive everything that the Lord has during the communion. So that when you come together, it will not be for judgment about the other things. I will give directions when I come. And it's like, yeah, thank you for uh, the Bible for giving us uh, instructions. So. Yep, an insight to, yeah, what's going on there. Yeah. So... So do you do you need a degree in churchology to serve I hope communion? Not. I hope not. I hope not. It's like I remember as a as a young Christian when I baptized my kids in the uh, in the um, um, bathtub. You know, you don't need a degree if you've you're surrendered your life to Christ. If He is the Lord of your life and you're committed to that, uh, we are able to serve communion. You don't have to have an ordination or or right. have any of that because um, uh, think about the early church. Uh, I'm sure they did communion in people's homes and they weren't pastors and they weren't ordained. And it was like, because he he, he, he commands us, he, he says, do this in remembrance of me. That's right. As often as you meet. As often as you meet. Wow. I mean, think about it. Is <laughs> that, that sinking in that right now? Don't, don't wait till Easter or... or... That's right. Yeah, or, don't, don't or work, Christmas. Yeah, don't wait for the four times a year. Right. It's like because he wants to meet with us always. He wants to meet with us every day. He wants us to 
receive every, uh, if, you know, be thankful and praise. Well, because you never, you never day. know when you might not have the chance to meet. Oh again. my gosh! Don't let that Easter last year was just oh yeah because turned of COVID. Off. Yeah, COVID. So we had uh, governmental orders not to meet oh in gosh. our homes. Yeah, that's right. And so we need so, to be thankful now because right. of because Amen. of what's happened. We can do that. Right. Plus, you other other unnatural and natural disasters. You never know what's going to happen. Well, that's right. And the thing is, we don't know if we're going to live through the night. That's right. Well, I hope you got as much out of this podcast as I did. Um, communion is something that we should participate in every day. And as the early church even went from house to house and with their neighbors and in a normal, simple thing like having dinner together, they would have communion together by remembering the gospel, that Christ died on the cross and arose again for our sins. Amen. Fundme Ova Oyeti, a Nigerian singer, songwriter, worshiper, praise leader, deaconess, from her latest album release, 1,000 Tongues. Let's enjoy.
Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church, a network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as PGN.Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations. 